This is episode 52 of the Airport Experience News podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the publisher of Airport Experience News. Thank you for listening. Can't say that enough to the many of you who support this pod simply by listening. Uh, please keep it up and please make sure to share us. Uh, share us through iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or Stitcher. Or if you like to listen on your computer, perhaps at work, don't know, uh, you can go to airportxnews.com slash podcast. Little announcement regarding the magazine. July is the first of our two annual food-focused issues. Make sure you get your copy of the magazine by subscribing. Just go to airportxnews.com slash subscribe. As for the episode, I mentioned uh, July is one of our food issues. So here I chat with Nina Madonia, the CEO of food and beverage operator The Grove, Inc. She purchased the company from Michelle Dukler about a year ago, but she's not completely foreign to the airport space. Uh, Nina and I certainly talk about her plans for the Grove going forward, but we also talk about how she got into airports, and it's not just because she made the acquisition. We talk about her hospitality experience and where she acquired it, and surprisingly, her early career and passion. Hint, hint, it didn't have anything to do with food. Anyway, here is my chat with Nina Madonna. So I'm here with Nina Madonia, the CEO of The Grove, Inc. Nina, thanks for taking the time to speak. Thank you, Ramon. So I, I got to ask, because I'm in South Florida, what's it like in Chicago right now? Or in the Chicago area, I should say. The Chicago area. Well, you are definitely brave for asking that question, because we, we never know. This has been a crazy winter, followed by a crazy summer. So um, today is actually a beautiful day. Not a cloud in the sky as I'm looking out my office window. Um, We've been super cold, super hot all over the map, but today is a good day, so we're grateful for that. Oh, now I, now I feel bad asking that question. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it's, it's very hot <laughs> <new> here <laughs> uh, as we record this. First of all, I want to say it was really great meeting you last March at the Airport Experience Conference. I know it was very, very brief. It's things because I know, you know we're the hosts, so we're kind of running around. Um, I did promise that you and I would connect again, and well, so it's been, I believe, how long has it been since you acquired the Grove? Is it a, a couple, at least a couple of years, I think? No, it's actually coming up on a year uh, in September. So we're just uh, just approaching our first year right now, which is exciting. Okay, so it's been about a year um, since all the change when you acquired the Grove from Michelle, and um, I'm sure uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind since then. So before we get into all of that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about you first, and I just want you to share a little bit about your background and work. And work. Absolutely. Uh, for me, I started out pursuing a, a career in teaching, uh, special ed specifically, and started in Chicago area uh, for as a teacher for special ed for about three and a half years. I taught uh, emotional and behavior disorder kids, so it was definitely an alternative setting for a school. It was not Chicago Public School District, but it was a private company which ran schools uh, for alternative children. A lot of the kids had parents in prison or were living in group homes, so definitely a challenging um, environment, and basically I'm pretty sure my job as a teacher was $15,000 a year, so um, I was living in Wrigleyville at the time, and thankfully there are barrage of restaurant and bars in that neighborhood and I was able to get some extra work part-time augmenting that income to make ends meet. So that led me to the Cubby Bear, um, which is directly 
kitty corner from, from Wrigley Field. So uh, suffice it to say, I'm a pretty big Cubs fan. And uh, next thing you know, I was doing everything there from booking bands to private parties to rooftop uh, games for the Cubs. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of my, my background as far as uh, education and what eventually led me to where I am. <laughs> well, so, but you, did you always have an interest in hospitality or was, was it just out of? You know, my dad is a restaurateur, so I guess you could say it's in my blood. However, it's not something that I ever really thought of going into. My, my passion and my goal was to be an educator. Mm-hmm. I consider that to be such a you know, noble profession. And really that's where my focus was. It was almost accidentally that I ended up here. Well, we, we never know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm married to an educator. My wife is, is an assistant principal now, but she's, she taught for many, many years and I, I totally understand, but it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, you and I are just getting to know each other, but it's interesting that um, the, the route that some of us take to get to where we are, which it never starts out the way we think, but then we end up in a totally different place. I'm sure it's exciting. Absolutely. It's rather circuitous, uh, for sure, to say the least. But, you know, life always throws uh, different challenges at you and different things and certainly not the profession I I planned on uh, pursuing, but I'm really glad I'm here. So (laughs) it worked out. Yeah. So you said your dad was a restaurateur. So did you ever work in any of his establishments or was it just kind of like, no, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to pursue my love, which is education, et cetera. No, I, I did actually. I worked for a large restaurant called Carnival, which is still in existence. Um, it's about 15 years in now, I believe. And it's uh, downtown Chicago. It's a Central and South American restaurant, very large venue, huge. Um, and I started there as an event, I think, assistant or something, associate, which was after the Cubby Bear days, helping him get that restaurant open and up and running. So certainly put some time in in the family business and uh, have a lot of great memories. Oh, excellent. So um, it's, I guess I have to find a way to kind of bridge the gap in years, but you know, what led you to acquire the Grove? And re- or maybe I should say, you know, what led you to kind of see airports as a market that you would like to get into? It's very non-traditional, you know, not, not like what you're probably, uh, your father probably experienced on his, on, on his, in his business. Right. Absolutely. It's different. Um, interestingly enough, uh, I had some experience with uh, airports in so far as some restaurant groups that I had consulted for who were going into that space. Okay. And then my most recent um, company was the Stefani Group here in Chicago, and they have a, a strong presence with their Tuscany brand at O'Hare. Mm-hmm. So um, although I didn't necessarily know I'd be going this route, I had some familiarity with those two previous experiences. Um, basically, it, it all started with Brian Anderson, who uh, has been a, a friend for many years. He is a close friend of, of mutual family connections. So I've known Brian uh, since he was a teenager. Uh, kept in touch here and there, would see him at different events and things uh, from time to time. And he came to me with this opportunity. Uh, and, you know, I had never thought about uh, necessarily, you know, purchasing a large company like this or what the landscape of that would look like. Uh, But as I took a look, it was something that I definitely felt would be a great opportunity for me. And um, also, you know, just a a new challenge and to be able to learn and uh, be a student, you know, which is great at at any age, I feel like, right? If you're not learning, what are you doing? So it was awesome. Yeah. 
Well, even when you were consulting, going a couple steps back, you must have looked. I, don't, I guess I guess when people are not uh, are coming from outside the industry, I always love to ask a question. You know, what went through your mind? You know, what led you here? What got you to even see the airport as a market to like to grow into? You know, you said you can you consulted for a couple of firms, so I, you still I'm sure had opinions <laughs> of some sort uh, prior to getting. Yeah, there. absolutely, and I would I would probably trace that back just to my wanderlust. So. So my dad was a restaurateur. My mom has been in the travel industry for, for 30 uh -huh. plus years. So I am a consummate traveler. I, I have been pretty much all over the world. Um, it was a great experiences that I, I was allowed to have during my life and always made time for travel, always made it a priority. So spent a lot of time in airports and obviously it's an ever changing industry. It's exciting. I think, um, I was never a business traveler per se, so it was more the excitement of traveling and being at the airports, but it certainly it put me in the mindset that this opportunity would be exciting and it would be a good, that's kind of uh, what my initial thoughts were. So Nina, it's been, uh, well, I, I can't say it's been a year, it's been a year since you acquired uh, the Grove, but it's been much longer because you said you were involved um, on a consulting uh, level in this industry, but now you're, I assume you're in much deeper. You're actually operating. You're, you know, doing the day to day. You know, have what? How have your, I guess, opinions or thoughts changed on the industry from then? You know, my time has been been really, really good. I I have been welcomed uh, into the the airport community, and I'm I'm super grateful for the the connections and even friendships that I can say I've made thus far. Um, Ramon, too. I mean, one of the first the conferences that I attended was Las Vegas this year. And you know it was a great opportunity because not only was the education component there, but the ability to really network so freely and make those connections and the, the schmoozer sessions, although Fast and Furious were great. So <laughs> yep. certainly that was a great um, start for me and something that I'll, I'll always remember. Um, you know, I have a great team here at the Grove with, you know, combined years of 100 years in, in the airport industry. So as much as I'm learning, um, they're certainly helping me navigate these waters. And uh, I'm not easily daunted. So I think I'll be here for a while. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Because it, it's, you know, uh, from an out outsider's perspective, it's it's really complicated. And I'm sure having been on the street side, you know, it, in the airports now, it's not just like, oh, there's a space. Let me lease it and open up my restaurant it's it's far more complicated um one thing i did want to ask after just hearing a little more about your show how are some of the things that you've experienced um outside of airports because you've worked for your father you you have it in your blood um you've traveled you've seen the world you've seen other airports you know so how have you taken a lot of those learnings and kind of uh you're looking to how are you looking to perhaps incorporate that into the grow going forward definitely it's something that you really need to kind of have the full picture, right? So you think about the airports and their perspective, and you think about the traveler and that perspective, and it, it all comes together. I mean, it, it's very similar in street side stores in that you wanna be different. You wanna yeah. set yourself apart. You want to be able to attract people and have experiences. And how do you achieve that? You know, what does that look like? It's so much different in an airport where your square footage is arguably some of the most expensive real estate out there, right? So uh, how do you create that mindfully and what does that look like? And I'm, I'm so glad that I had the um, experience of street side and the hospitality side because 
that's really the focus of where this company has been and where it's going. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm always doing recon. I'm always doing development work and looking for that next thing and what is exciting to me and what is exciting to others. So it's, it's a great conversation and everyone's a traveler and everyone's a critic. Was, was there a moment where you really, you realized, okay, well, some of my street side, um, I guess, experiences and knowledge, not necessarily applicable because I only have about a hundred square feet for a kitchen. If that, <laughs> um, you know, it's right? have these really constrained, um, operating hours, et cetera. I mean, I'm sure there, there must've been a moment where you thought, okay, this is definitely a lot different than I expected. Yeah, certainly. And seeing like where the storage units are and how long it would take <laughs> to get from here to here. And wait, we have to make bake the donuts in the sub basement of the building that's across the street. I mean, it's, uh, I've seen some crazy things so far. And, but again, it goes back to a great challenge and, you know, working for a cause to get it done. And, and we, we do it, you know, we, we, we find a way. Uh, and and you said you, you've traveled around the world, and I'm sure there are probably airports that could be favorites of yours from where you travel, right? I, I hate saying this because, like, whenever I come across someone who's traveled and say, well, what's your favorite airport? But I'm going to ask the question, <laughs> what is your favorite airport outside of the States? You get into trouble there, don't you? Um, uh, but i got to ask it. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say the most impressive would probably be Heathrow just because of the – how – people move through that airport and getting from point A to point B, maybe. Um, gosh, that's a, that's a tough one to say. Bangkok was a pretty impressive airport as well. Um, that was that was a while ago, but those two stand out in my mind. Right so I, I want to talk a little bit more about your, your street experience. You know, obviously restaurants on the you have to want to go there because it's a destination. Like I, I know this Italian restaurant, it's great. I'm going to take my family, I'm going to drive there and go. Whereas obviously in an airport, you're there for different reasons and you still have to get, you're still fighting for attentions and dollars, et cetera, of the consumer. So what are some of the things, I guess, specifically you might bring from the street side that you're going to adapt into the airport? Well, I think airports want the flavor of the communities that they're in. Um, certainly the national brands and franchises are great, but you can see at any airport these days the intermingling of the local representation of that city. And that's important for so many reasons, right? I mean, you wanna feel, you want your traveler to feel if you're in airports that they're at home even when they're not at home. And you want people to be excited about what your city has to offer. And certainly cuisine, you know, is a huge, a huge part of that. It's, it's so much in the fabric of our society anymore, how you spend your time, how you spend your dollars. And when you walk through the airport and you see that familiar place that's here, favorite restaurant, you know, you don't have to stop there and drive out of your way on your way home anymore. You can just grab something to go as you're heading off your flight and, and heading home. And that's, that's different. I don't think people ever thought about that before or even operated like that before. You know, I oftentimes now will grab stuff for my family before I get in my Uber to come home from the, it's cool though. And this is coming from someone who has access to the the dining scene there in Chicago, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, you're, you're I at love advantage, it. I got to say. So. <laughs> we have a lot of good food here in Chicago. <laughs> so my next question is um, just looking at the landscape itself. It's uh, I'm sure you're discovering now, or if you've already known, that 
the landscape is pretty compelling. The length of contracts, the means of operating, et cetera, you, uh, the Grove historically has been partnered with HMS Host, which is, uh, I'm sure, a tremendous partnership. Um, but are, are you looking to kind of take this on your own and, and do the bids? Are you still looking to partner or are, is everything open right now as far as growth? Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting because we, a few months ago, towards the beginning of the year, I, I asked our directors um, at our director's meeting, I said, you know, I want you guys to fill in the blank. 2019 will be the year of the blank for, for the Grove Inc. And as we went around the room, the common thread was growth and expansion. And we've had so much growth this year already with some very exciting stuff coming the pipe right now, too. So, you know, our mission is expansion, and we want to be mindful of that. We want to think about exciting new markets that are going to work for us and stay true to ourselves. Um, you know, the values we've come to be known for and respected for, we, we don't want to, you know, change that formula. Um, as far as the landscape, I would say we separate ourselves I've always said this. I've always said this, Ramon. Mm -hmm. The Grove Inc. will never be the biggest. Period. We won't. Um, and it's not my goal to make us the biggest. Yeah, but I do feel yes, and I and I feel like we're the best. And I feel like that because the hospitality is in our blood, and it's central to our core values and our company culture here. Our employees in the field and our management. I mean, we have three reg regional managers who are absolutely rock stars um, in customer service. And we really pride ourselves in being a trusted brand partner, and we take great pride in our work. Um, I have had more than one airport director, which we operate in, tell me that we are the best operators in the airport. And that that's huge for me to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that we work hard doing every single day. So whether it's the airport administration, our brand alliance, or any employees, um, I think the key and what sets us apart is we are accessible and we are available. I mean, I'm the CEO of the company. My, my cell phone number is right there on my business card. So mm -hmm. people are reaching out all the time and I, and I love it. You know, we're the Grove and we're here to stay and uh, we want to be the best friend and partner that we can for, uh, for everybody. So is your vision, and this is, and I agree with you, you don't need to be the biggest, nor I don't think your aims should be the biggest. Um, a, a couple of, Operators out um, mid to smaller sized operators, I have a ton of respect for as well. But is your goal, or I guess your vision, for the Grove to be somewhat boutiquey? I guess. And so, you know, that's interesting. I haven't thought about us as as boutiquey um, per se, but it's it's not to say that we don't kind of fit into that niche. Um, I think we operate more like a boutique because there is so much interface and so much accessibility to you know our CFO Brian and I and I think that's important. I think that we set ourselves apart from the customer service standpoint. Um, we set our, ourselves apart with the distinctions that we've achieved. For example, uh, Dave's way is Wendy's internal process of um, scoring a, a unit and they come in and and very few franchises can get this Dave's Way distinction, which is perfect scores and cleanliness, customer service, everything else. And for a long time, you know, we had a few of our Wendy's. Now all of our Wendy's are Dave's Way. And that's an amazing feat. We're super proud of that. But that is the embodiment of the Grove, right? So we, we want to be the best everywhere we are. And um, if that means taking a little more boutique approach, then I could say, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. I guess there's, I guess it could be, um, that could be interpreted a couple of ways. One, I guess some camp 
would see these boutique as in meaning like um, a lot of proprietary or maybe local, whatever it is, bespoke brands. And boutique, like what you're saying, very small, nimble, accessible. Like you said, your, your cell phone is on your business card, et cetera. And, and, and there are companies that could be both, uh, a, mold, a meld of both. Whatever the airport wants, you guys are able to deliver and, and then you can showcase that, correct? Absolutely. And, and we love that. And we have many airports that say, hey, you know what? We love this. And, you know, what do you think about this and that? And we'd like to be able to have that relationship, that open dialogue. We want to make everything flawless and seamless for them. They've got a lot to think about, right? And when you have different concessionaires in there that they're dealing with, you know, we don't want to be the problem. We don't want to be the headache. You know, we want to be in there with the greatest team, the greatest managers, super responsive and and keep things you know, headache free for everybody. So, you know, that, that, that's a, a big focus of our, of our business. And, and then of course, keeping our brands happy and, and our customers. I mean, we're, we're nothing without them. I, I guess uh, in some ways, uh, it's, it's the agility, right? The, the quick responsiveness to things like I got to change. And I'm sure there aren't that many levels between you know, those in the front lines to you where that uh, the change could be made immediately <laughs> correct and that's i think that's the good part of it of being rather on a, a smaller operator absolutely you know we, we'll, we'll jump in there we're ready to go we are prepared for coolers to go down and you know crazy mm -hmm. things that would set you back days for finding repairmen and this and that we're ready to deal with those challenges we've got another one in the warehouse ready to overnight you know just little things that make life easier for after you know 40 years of 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 the growth being in existence and transforming, uh, we feel like we're great troubleshooters and certainly that, that helps us to be good operators. So you mentioned um, just about growing. Um, definitely that's in the future. Um, that's what you envision for, for the Grove. You know, just now that you've seen more and more of the, of the landscape and how competitive it is, do you, do you see other uh, limits to the growth uh, that, you're, that could be inhibiting your expansion? You know, everything is looked at a case by case basis. We have looked at some larger markets with big RFPs that we had planned to go for uh, up until the 11th hour. And we realized, you know what, we're just not feeling great about this one. Um, but certainly size doesn't matter. I think, you know, if we don't have, if we're not going to put together the best RFP, and I mean the best concepts, knowing what we can do, um, it just doesn't make sense for us to go there, right? Mm -hmm. I think we have to look at everything, though. Uh, we look at street pricing and, and we operate in airports where you have to maintain that. And some of our airports are, you know, plus up to 15% or something. So certainly there's so many things that go into making a, de a decision about uh, whether or not a market is going to be good for you. Um, we feel like we are so broad at this point. We operate in so many of the world, you know, countries, certainly among the world's two busiest airports. So we can say, can we do it? Are we capable? Are we rocking it? <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, and where are we going to be? Where are we going to have the best return on our investment? Communities we want to be in, and kind of take a look at everything. But certainly, I don't think we we look at things with a scared mindset or a, or intimidation. We we really just go for it. We put everything we can into our RFPs, and and we hope. Um, you know, obviously, you, you put a lot of work into it. So it's great when you land them, and it's tough when you don't. No, definitely. Um, I just wanted to pivot a little bit um, and just talk about the makeup of your team. Now, obviously, like I said, you were 
quasi familiar with with the industry. You inherited obviously some folks uh, from from Michelle, like Brian. It's I guess I want to know like where are you structurally now? Are you are you at a point where we can go and pursue these opportunities should they arise? Are we still kind of getting, are you still getting your feet together? You know, there's, um, whenever there's this change, organizational change, there's that storming, norming, and then performing like path. So I'm just curious as far as where you feel you guys are now, because it seems like you have enough people on hand. You're not really, you might've slowed down a little bit, but you never really came to a complete stop with the acquisition and such. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brian, our CFO, obviously has been here uh, for quite a while and has been in the industry for a long time. And then we have, you know, John Myers, our construction and design. I mean, awesome. Worked for the company for over 30 years. So our team is super strong. So we feel like we didn't miss a beat there. You know, leadership change is always a little bit different, right? Because as a leader, I want to come in and kind of see how things are going and get an idea. And I am certainly not the type of like, new sheriff in town. This is how we're doing things. Um, Totally not my style. So it's been great to kind of be an observer. And I would say probably over the past four months or so, kind of slowly implementing some different ideas and things that are new um, for the growth, but but they've all been welcomed well. I think it's been a lot of team effort, a lot more communication happening, and we're really talking about things and troubleshooting and hey how can we refine this and make it better and um it's great to have a culture of communication mm-hmm. honesty you know trustworthiness it's, it's always you know my philosophy i've told the field this all the time i don't feel like corporate is above looking down barking orders at all these, these units we have right i mean we are technically as corporate below them we're like the elevator pushing so i count on them you know, it's different. It's great that I have the restaurant experience because I've been there. I've been in the field. I've been in the weeds with <laughs> orders coming through. And, you know, so so I really have a lot of respect for each and every employee that works here at the Grove and for the team and for our management. Um, it, it's hard to find that right combination and people who work well together. And I feel like it's, it's magic. It's definitely serendipitous. Um, I'm so, so proud of my team and I, I just can't say enough about them and the, and the job that they're doing and all the airports that we're currently operating in. I mean, I'm, it's really great. Our sales are fantastic and the attitude is so. I'm glad you mentioned uh, the, world, the word culture and I'm not, I don't want to compare before, after, et cetera, but I know um, culture is a very big thing. Many people I'm sure kind of like laugh at it when you, because it's one of those business buzzwords that are like, okay, culture, big deal. Um, but I, I truly believe that culture is one of those things that um, depending on how it is within the company, it can be felt outside, you know, through your frontline employees, through you folks, as you get out there, you know, if, if, could you just describe, I guess, in some ways, either the culture you have now or the culture that you are um, yeah, I think it's, it, again, it centers around hospitality and, you know, that may sound cliche or whatever, but, you know, it takes one interaction with somebody to, to turn a bad day into a good day. And I feel like oftentimes when you're traveling, uh, people are rushed, everyone's in a hurry, people are impatient, and that's the nature of the beast, right? So speed of service is important. Um, but when you're keeping things happy and upbeat and you have employees who really want to be there, you know, it shows and everyone's greeted with a smile and hey, even if it's just grabbing a cup of coffee, you know, person who rang me up today, she had a great smile and asked me how my day was going, you know, that that goes a long way. And I feel like we are so excited um, 
Brian and I and our entire team to kind of have a, a new day, right? And a, and a little bit um, different. Certainly the Grove is great. It, it's always been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to keep that momentum going and put a little bit of our stamp on it, I think, and, and see what tomorrow brings. But certainly the culture is a new day is done. Expansion is here. And there's a lot of excitement uh, among our team here for sure. And it's like, as I listen to, um, another pod, uh, and I, I subscribe to like 18 pods, <laughs> which is very, <laughs> podcast, which is very embarrassing to admit now that I've just said it and recorded it and can't edit it out. <laughs> but I listened to one of the pods I listened to, they had Ed Bastian from, uh, the CEO of Delta. And he was just talking about how the, um, prime, one of his many jobs is to take care of his people. Cause if someone else finds a better way to take care of them, then he's not doing his job. And like you said, you, you have Brian and others who are there during the transition to kind of still, uh, it's different. Uh, but new and fresh, I guess. Um, and, and you still see the same faces within the Grove. And uh, that's why I think it's it, it's imperative to have an operator such as yourself, or such as the Grove, I should say, still be in this market and looking to expand. It's, it's been great. And that's kind of what's nice is that, you know, when I came in, I just said, hey, you know, nothing's going to change. And, and everybody's here. And now we're adding people to our staff and building our team and building our bench strength. And uh, everyone, you know, it's so nice to have a place that, I like coming to every day, mm-hmm. you know, your ideas are heard, you know, our culture is that your opinion is important and we can all learn something. And, you know, there's no culture of hiding things and sweeping them under the rug because I can't figure it out because I'm too afraid to ask because someone's going to yell at me because they're thinking I'm doing my job wrong. You know, that's, that's yeah. never anything. We all help each other here. And, and it certainly um, has helped us get to this point. And I think it's going to only keep, keep getting better and keep pushing us to do better when you have a, you know what it's like Ramon, when you have a good fan base, you know, so we're, we're cheerleaders around here. (laughs) That's great. That's great. So Nina, my last question, and thank you again so much for your time. Um, And you kind of answered this in um, some of the other questions that I might've asked earlier in this episode, but let's look to the future. You know, what do you see for the growth going forward? Because you know, and I know there are some really significant opportunities coming up in the horizon. I'm sure you're, you're, you're like really chopping at the bit to get at them, but you know, what do you see as the future for the growth? For the future, I, I certainly see a lot of new ideas, new expansion, new markets, and I want uh, airports to know who we are, know our philosophy, um, know our work ethic and dedication to serving people and serving airports and doing it very well. Um, So certainly as I'm traveling around and doing development and and submitting RFPs and getting to know people, it's just great to be able to say, hey, we're the Grove. We started as a snack company with packaged snacks almost 40 years ago, and, and we've grown into this this great operator with awesome brands and give us a chance. We're here and uh, we are ready for new opportunities. Excellent. Well, Nina, that's all I have. And I want to thank you again for taking the time to speak with me. Ramon, thank you so much for everything. Appreciate it.